Okay, so you finished The Princess Witch, obviously. Obviously. You've yes. watched it for the 45th time. What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, um, probably I'm going to do a 180. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go with Bird Box, which Bird is Box. just like The Princess Witch if The Princess Witch were a thriller starring Sandra Bullock and only one Sandra Bullock about a, an apocalyptic event where you have to shut your eyes or else like the things that you see will make you want to take your own life. I love a balanced diet. I know. Sometimes you need like a very holiday fluff. Sometimes you need like a thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Starring a cast, Sandra Bullock, Trevante Rhodes. Well, you know Sandra Bullock. Trevante yeah. Rhodes, star of Moonlight. Uh, Sarah Paulson, Miss Sarah Paulson, Twitter queen. Did you see yeah. her say no to being the Oscar host on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, she's a meme now. No. Yeah, no. she's a meme. I love no. that she's a meme. No. John Malkovich. And it was directed by Academy Award winner Susanna Beer. Nice. So we got a lot of Academy Award winners in this thing. And it's great. And once you're done, just watch Princess Witch again. Just just make a nice Princess Witch sandwich of this. Watch the new film Bird Box right now on Netflix. Lindsay, I was on a plane yesterday and I got my pretzels given uh-huh, to me by uh-huh. the um, the very friendly flight attendant. Pretzels. My free pretzels. Uh-huh. And I needed to wash my hands, but there was a mishap. There was a mishap in the plane where the sinks were literally broken. The sinks didn't work on the bathroom. Wait, what? The sinks didn't work. You're not even making this up. No, the flight was actually delayed an hour because the bathroom got messed up. Oh. So like they overflowed it and they were like, we got to clean it up, girls. The pipes are going to freeze or something was going to freeze. So then when every t- I went into the bathroom to use the restroom and the sinks were broken. And I was like, the sink doesn't work. And they were like, yeah, the sinks are broken. Sorry. Like when you push the button, it just went <laughs> just like shot out. So you were like, how am I going to get my hands clean? Yeah. But fortunately, what did I say last week on the Purell ad? I threw a handful <laughs> of those Purell singles in all of my bags. And guess what? There was a handful of Purell singles <laughs> at the bottom of my backpack. That's incredible. So I cleaned my bag, which is really important because cold and flu season is upon us. New Purell singles hand sanitizer packets are the perfect way to keep germs from ruining your holiday season or your airline flight, which I went because your of airline the holiday flight. season. <laughs> your airplane flight. The new single-use packets are super portable, super convenient, and they kill more than 99.99% of most common germs that can make you sick. Purell is a brand that hospitals trust most to keep patients safe from infection, and the same germ-fighting formula that doctors use goes into every Purell singles pack, the same ones that clean my hands. Grab a handful to keep in the car, throw, in a, few, throw a few in your pocket, or purse before you leave home. They're individually sealed, so there's no mess, and each packet has the exact amount of sanitizer recommended by the CDC. The holidays are the best time of the year, obviously, and they'll be over before you know it, so stock up on new Purell singles hand sanitizer packets on Amazon. Throw them in every single bag. No one wants to get sick during the holidays. Stay well with America's number one hand sanitizer brand. Welcome to Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And welcome back to an episode of Who Weekly, a new one. You have all this time to prepare some sort of opening line, and that's what you give us. I think my new thing is that I just don't prepare anything. Okay. Remember we used to each have like these elaborate pre- preparations or whatever? Mm. But I'm like, I don't really... It's better when we don't, honestly. I don't even know what to do at this point. I feel like before we had to like entertain in that way, but now it's like we don't. We've earned it. I've earned the right to not... What am I supposed to do, like, lead you into an interesting conversation? You know what I'm really excited for? I'm really excited to to write the live shows to go on tour and do new live shows. Oh, yeah, me too. I can't wait. I, I can't even imagine. I want to do some weird shit, like, some really weird bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, because we do, like, daily, daily. Because we're going to do, like, a Friday show, a Saturday show, a Sunday show, like, in uh, <laughs> San Francisco, Los Angeles, whatever. So each of the shows 
are probably going to be different in terms of topical stuff because things change day to day. But then we're going to have like little segments that are the They'll same the in all of same. them. Yeah, well, like those are going to be fun, fun to stuff. Do. That's the same, but like they need to be like fully insane. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, keep thinking of like what are the topics we want to do? Like who do we want to really dig into? Like it could just be anything. It could be Games. anything. It's going to be fun. Like conspiracy theories. Those tickets are for sale. Was that a secret way of you trying to just like plug the live shows? Uh, Do you care? (laughs) And what do you, and what of it? And what of it? Oh, you know what, you know what else happened? You know what else happened? While I was at my parents' house, I I took my dad's car out and I listened to a Vox Lux song in the car. I never want to hear about the Vox Lux song again. It's wild. You really. Both of us have not. Can we just, I just want to put this out here. I haven't seen The Wife, and Bobby and I both have not seen Vox Lux. But that doesn't mean that it's not part of the show mythology, right? Like, it's part of I the mean, show's DNA. Do Vox I have Lux to see song Vox Lux? I have yeah. to see Vox Lux. Yeah. This song is, like, extraordinarily bad. It's terrible. Like, the song, song is, like, remember when everyone was, like, mad at Why'd You Do That To Me? Uh-huh. That song is tight. Is the theme song, theme song to Titanic compared to... They're both Diane Warren. Vox Lux. <laughs> They're both like, Diane it's, Warren. <laughs> like, literally, like... That song is the best song. That song is Happy Birthday. It's the best song ever written compared to the Vox Lux song. Like, I'm sorry. You can say Sia all night and day. That song is terrible. Sia gave them, like, some well, like piece of doo-doo at the bottom of her computer or something. When is the last time Sia hasn't used a piece of doo-doo at the bottom of her computer? That is Sia's entire livelihood Sia at this has, point. has, like, a folder since... called, like, Leftover Doo-Doo. And it is, like, what, it is, like, what is fueling Vox Lux? Ever since Sia started, stopped doing, like interesting pop that was like under the radar and became known as like the go-to songwriter she's just been like digging through the old dude old old doodoo where it's like you know like when you're in like subfolder of a subfolder of a subfolder it's yeah. like songs like yeah mm, not yet like and then within the not yet like etc like and within that like misc and then within that like trash and within that like not gonna happen that's the folder she pulls her songs out of now she's one of those songwriters who could be like, yeah, I wrote the song in eight minutes. And then people are like, wow, she's an iconic songwriter. She wrote it in eight minutes. But it's like, and no, I it's because it's a like, trash it's song. She wrote it in eight minutes. She wrote it in eight <laughs> minutes. That's bad. <laughs> the song is only two and a half minutes and she wrote it in eight. This isn't something we should be praising. We were texting about this movie with our friend who actually saw it. Shout out Stephen Avalos. And he was just like, this movie. And we were just like, this movie. But then was just like, why did all these people make this choice to be in this movie? And it's like, if someone told you that, like, you could be in a movie with, like, Natalie Portman playing a, a pop star and has to sing a Sia song, you would just be like, I'm not even reading the script. Like, I'll be in it. Sure. Like, when do I have to get to the set? And then finally the script. You get the script your first day on set. Like, and you're oh, like, What? No. What? But then you're kind of like, whatever. Like, I did sign up to be, like, in a movie mm-hmm. sight on scene with, like, yeah, now whatever. You get to go to Venice. Star. You get to go to Venice. Have a good time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hate how we just decide these certain things are going to be <laughs> consistent elements in the show. Like, who would have guessed Vox Lux and the wife? I could have guessed. Like, a star is born ghost by the way, well, none of us were seeing. No, none of us were going to see First Man, so we couldn't talk about that. I got the screener of First Man, and I was like, oh, "No, hell no, hell no." You should like invite people over for a party and then lock the doors and turn on First Man and be like, "You yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They want to know. Hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. Come on. Hey, I want to be famous. 
This is from a story called A Man, A Plan, A Canal, Panama. Um, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's called A Yacht, A Monet, A See-Through Piano. <laughs> the, the U.S. collects on a fugitive shopping spree. I love when we start it with a highbrow like New York Times link where it's like, ooh, guess what? The show is highbrow. Um, but well, absolutely it's... not. We're talking about Miranda Kerr. So I read this like organically, which I love. Like I was like reading the New York Times like organically. It, pushed, and it was like, a push notification. Right. So I'm like reading and I'm like, oh, like fun. I love like I love like a stolen property. So the <laughs> idea was I knew about this because this guy, this came out a few weeks ago because this Malaysian huckster <laughs> stole all this money and basically funded Wolf of Wall Street and like all these other movies, essentially. That was part of his portfolio, which he gave this money the sad thing is like this money can never be returned like what no. wolf of wall street's gonna like pay back. like it's just payback like stuff, just citizens of malaysia back. like malaysian people who i actually this is the problem i yeah. i want to stop you myself still don't understand how i this still works. don't understand I how this works because it, it says that they like started this company in malaysia and then like goldman IMDb. sachs invested <laughs> in it i one mdb IMDb um, called... It's called 1MDB, but it looks like IMDb. It looks like IMDb every time they turn into an acronym. Um, so it's like a government investment fund um, I, I that was supposed to be for like... T- to be used for the people, like to improve the, the Malaysian right, it was supposed people. To, it was supposed to like buy power plants and like support the like infrastructure country. and then like yeah. but then this company that they were working with like bad dastardly people within the various companies who were investing money into this they were taking money, money from it yeah. and then yeah. giving it to each other and then spending that money like insanely on, on like the most ostentatious things like see-through pianos and the wolf of wall street well and here's the thing i think that they this might just be one of those things where these people were like spending the money on themselves, obviously, but they also were investing some of it and thinking that those investments would pay back the fund. It reminds me of like a pyramid scheme where you're kind of like, you're taking money out to support your lifestyle, but then you're mm-hmm. also like, I'm such a good investor, I'm going to shrewdly invest the other money and like then and the then returns okay. on that, I'll put it right back in where where yeah. it belongs or whatever. Like yeah. my Wolf of Wall Street investment, like that's going to be a good one. What other, what other movies can I invest in, you know? Yeah, well, they invested in... Um what was the other movie? It was a uh, like the the one that's featured here. It's the um the, the movie with Will Ferrell and what Mark movie Wahlberg. is that? Like Daddy's no Home. Anyway. Daddy's Home. I think Daddy's, Daddy's Home, Home Four or whatever. Daddy's anyway, Home Two. The point of that. The point of this article. And this is a new one. This is my favorite version of this, which is so this guy. <laughs> He bought all these things. These guys bought all these things, right? All these. This is all st- technically stolen property. This guy. This the main guy in this is his name is Joe Lowe. And now the government's like, okay, we need to like go get all this stuff, sell it, and like bring the money back. But half of this shit is not even stuff that you can sell or get money from. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, like this yacht that's just sitting here. If we want to sell it, we gotta like put, we gotta like spend money to fix it, and mm-hmm. then we have to like move it, and then we have to like. So it's just like they're basically running up against all these walls and trying to get their money back. And the funniest part about this Let's is that the one of the <laughs> one of the items that they're trying to like get back to like get the money from is a translucent see-through grand piano that was gifted to the model Miranda Care. <laughs> and I mean I mean it's a gaudy see-through piano. It looks like it's made 
for um, a piano. It looks like it's made of like lucite. In 2014, Mr. Lowe bought the clear acrylic grand piano from Crystal Music Company in the Netherlands and had it delivered to Ms. Care in Malibu. Peter Toll, the company's founder, declined to discuss the price but said that his custom pieces now cost anywhere from $170,000 to upward of $1 million. It has been the centerpiece of Ms. Care's home. She's been photographed lounging on its <laughs> lid in a Giorgio Armani gown and has been recorded tapping out a single simple song called the the flea waltz and like you click on the you click on the video and it's like it's where is it my grandmother had a grand piano and so i've got a grand piano Ding, 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 ding. But the best, but that's not even like the part. So it's like Miranda Kerr has this like piano that is stolen property. And they're like, like, Miss Kerr, your piano stolen. What should we do about it? And she's like, take it. And then they're like, oh no. Because then they find out that when the piano was delivered, like they basically were like, Miranda was like, Miranda was like, put it on the deck. And the guy who made the piano was like, absolutely. Now I'm putting this like, I'm not putting this million dollar piano on your deck. So they built like a very special like overhang or something or like a or like a room to go around the piano. And they, and then and it now, says it says they can't get it out. <laughs> if you if you move, Mark Fabiani, a lo, a lawyer for Mrs. Care, says she is happy to relinquish the piano, but it is not clear if it's worth the effort to get it out. If it if you move it, you might damage it, and then you have to restore it," said Michael Case, the asset forfeiture coordinator for the United States Marshal Service in Manhattan, speaking generally about such operations. This extraction would be ex- especially complicated. So, like, Miranda's like, I mean, good luck, like sitting, like li- like lying lying on the Sorry, piano in a gown. <laughs> In a gown, like, sure, take it. I don't need it. She's like, she's, you know, it's like see-through. So she's like closed herself inside the piano. And she's like looking up from (laughs) under the piano. There's these like, these guys and overalls just like measuring the piano and then measuring doorways and being like, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this. She's like, come and get it, boys. Like she's in the piano. It reminds me of like how in New York, this is a very New York thing where like if your couch, if you buy a couch, it doesn't fit through the door of your apartment. There are these guys that you can just call that come and like saw your couch and then put it back together for you. The, the couch doctor? Yeah. I love him. Um, I had to do it. I had to do that for my uh, So Miranda Kerr, is it care or Kerr? It's care? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she will no doubt, I mean, there's no way they're going to put in the effort to get this piano out of there. Imagine. So she's on the record as being like good girl where she's like, take it. I don't need it. And they just take can't it, do it. Take it, come get it. They just can't And they're like, it. we can't. Also, who wants this fucking clear ass piano? I know. Liberace's dead. So where else is this thing going? I no. I mean Gaga. Excuse me. Enigma. Oh, sorry. Enigma. <laughs> don't start. Don't start this. Really quickly, let's talk about it. So Lady Gaga, them. Stephanie Germanata, them. Enigma Joanne. who? Joanne, <laughs> them. Joanne, no! them. Is Joanna Joanne's one of them. One, two, Joanne's three, who? who? Yeah. Who? Joanna's a who. Enigma, brand new who. Well, the thing is, we're never going to see Enigma. Like, we, like, the people, like, only a few select people are going to see, like, what Enigma is. But we have to all see these videos of Gaga creating this like virtual reality Enigma character. <laughs> I'm Chris, by the way. I'm Gaga, Gaga, yes, or you can call me Stephanie. Stephanie would be or great. Or Enigma. I love when Gaga creates a new identity, and at first it's like we don't know, and then we love it. We're like, what is that? Ew! And then we're like, we love it. We say Enigma. I, was gonna I love say, Enigma. What has does does Enigma have staying potential in a way that like Joe Calderon did not? Well, Joe Calderon is like the one failed. I, there's been many identities, and Joe Calderon was the one that did not connect. No, Joe. <laughs> Joanne? But is Joanne over? Is she done with Joanne? She's done with Joanne. What's next? I guess there's like a thing now where you say you don't drink water. 
<laughs> makes people mad. Did you see that? Yes, yes, yes. Um, one of my favorite people, um, Young Miami from the group City Girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know about City Girls, but they're great, and you should listen to their music. Anyway, she doesn't drink water, <laughs> and Bossip like <laughs> just. But I love Bossip's. Um, Bossip Bossip's headline, headline writers. Is, uh, acidic organs. Young Miami tells City Girls fan she doesn't drink a drop of water. Period. <laughs> so no water is being drunk. Um, where's the quote? The, whoa, the, the quote, quote. Hold is, on. I don't drink water. She said. Mm-hmm, I don't drink water. It ain't no motherfucking water in my. Well, it's some water down there, but this is what I drink. Let me put up the camera for you, bitches. I drink this. This is my juice. I drink soda. I drink these little smoothies or whatever the fuck this is. <clears throat> I don't. I don't drink water. So she's despite not, not drinking dr- water. Despite not drinking a drop of water, she's adamant that her skin's still clear and she's doing just fine without H2O. And there's plenty of photos of her with very clear skin. She and I hates was like, I've water. I've heard this before. There are other people that also don't drink water, like celebrities. Karl Lagerfeld once said he didn't drink water, only Diet Coke. Uh, we have and a friend. We have a we have a good friend who doesn't drink water. We know somebody who also doesn't drink water. She's just like, like, fuck water. I don't drink water. Fuck water. And also Odell Beckham doesn't drink water. But he's literally a football player. Like, he should probably drink water. I was... What I'm like... This person was asking me, like, how often I drink water. How much water do I drink? And she's just like, ew, no. <laughs> no. I know she's listening, but, like, she's just like, uh-uh. I know. That's no. my favorite thing. It's like, I hate it's, it. it's like a, it's. <laughs> it's a cult. I've, I've read a lot of stories recently about, like, people who don't drink water. It's very trendy to not drink water. Right. I mean, the world, <laughs> the planet is dying. We're running out of water, so we better so get you're used saying the, to you're it. you're saying Young Miami and our friend Caroline are, like, do-gooders by not drinking they're water. Getting they're getting ahead. Like, not. They're, they're getting ahead of the trends. So they're, they're like, getting their body used to not drinking water because pretty soon none of us are going to be able to drink water. Oh, so the, in, when we become like water world, if they're going to be surviving and we're all going to die? Mm-hmm, because they're going to understand how to subsist on not having water. So, Fuck. Yeah. It's actually really smart when you think about it. So young Miami, genius. 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 Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Golden Globe nominations. The Golden Globe noms. Don't you love it when we talk about movies, everyone? <laughs> I know we are a movie podcast now. Well, during award season, we are. Come on. Yeah. There's right? so many who's. There are a lot of who's this year. And I, um, the Golden Globes are fun this year. They really are. They're fun. They're uh, always fun. They're going to be way more fun than the Oscars. The Oscars are a mess. We're not even going to get into the Oscars. Let's they're not such talk a mess. about the Oscars. They're such a mess right now. Well, the Golden oh Globes are number one. God. They're they're mostly fun for our purposes because you have like double the categories, you know? quadruple because you've had you've got the drama you've got the drama comedy separate categories and then you got the drama comedy separate categories on television so it's it's fun Um, and it's being hosted by annie sandberg and sandra oh which is awesome they presented uh last year i think and everyone was like oh fun and then mm -hmm. they hired them to host which is a great a great plan honestly like a great idea the oscars are idiots whatever let's not again i don't want to talk about the oscars but i like kind of do and sandra oh sandra oh could be one of those people who wins while she's presenting which is really funny i love that so these are also kind of like the precursors to the oscar noms which are going to have like some who's these are some of the who's that have popped up for golden globes do you even want to like do you just want to like run through them yeah john david washington who was Uh, the star of black Klansman, but also is denzel washington's son yeah it's funny to watch black Klansman and then like afterwards you're like oh be like someone someone tell you that oh that was denzel washington's son and that's what happened to me where i didn't know it until afterwards yeah. it was like oh he really he's not he sounds not like, like a, him. yeah he sounds like him um yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's 
Denzel Washington's son. He's in Black Klansman. That movie's getting... That movie sort of like had a lot of buzz, then the buzz went away, and then the buzz is back. So maybe he'll the get an actual back. Oscar nomination. Ben's back. Ben is back. Buzz, buzz is back. Is buzz, is ba- buzz is back. Elsie Fisher, star of Eighth Grade, which I still have not seen. Oh, you should. Um, it's fine. I feel like she's definitely a who. So is uh, the screenwriter, uh, Bo Burnham. He's probably going to get a nomination as yes, well. Yes, but he is dating the iconic metal meddler screenwriter. <laughs> Lorene Scafaria, queen. I stand her a lot. Queen. Okay, let's keep um, going. Olivia Coleman. Definite who? British, kind of like British prestige them, though. Uh, yeah, prestige them. Yeah. She was on, wasn't she on? Prestige who, um, sorry. She's a prestige who. Peep show. Peep show. That Peep Michelin show. web was, look. She was on Peep show, which everyone loves. So, like, I think that's, like, kind of why she's a more Britishy person than here. But but she's so good in the favorite, so. She's good. A lot of conversation about, like, who is the lead? Like, who is supporting? Honestly, who cares? Yeah. On, I don't care. I don't care who. Le- Ooh, that's such a boring, that's a boring conversation, in my opinion. Yeah. Give one of them a nomination. Give them all a nomination. I don't care Give where they fall. Give them all a nomination if you care so much. I don't okay, care where they you. fall. Um, Richard e. Grant. Grant. Oh, Richard e. Grant. So good in Can You Ever Forgive Me. He's also a Britishy actor. Uh, British Prestige Who in mm-hmm. Can You Ever Forgive Me. He's great. Also, He's so good. Also, Britishy, who is whose name I can never pronounce, uh, Catriona Balf? Balf, Balf from Balfi from Outlander, a show I love, and I suspect I'm like, it? yeah, I love it. I watched it last night. Uh, in Outlander, they are Jamie Fraser and his time traveling wife Claire, but tonight they are the fabulous Sam Hewen and Katrina Balf. Um, next up, Stephen James, who is the star, the main guy in Homecoming, who's yeah. really good. Um, who is he? He's he's very young. He's like his big movie. He was uh, Jesse Owens in that Jesse Owens biopic. Race. Oh, so this is Race. like truly like we truly don't know him. We truly don't know him. He's uh, he was someone in Selma. He was someone. Uh, in John Port- Lewis. John Lewis. He was John Lewis in Selma. But Homecoming was kind of his big breakout because Homecoming got tons of attention because of Julia Roberts. Um, so good for him. And there's sort of like. There's sort of like sexual tension between the two of them, but it ends up being more like maternal. Can um, I say something rude? He's what? Canadian, so that means he was also on Degrassi. He was on Degrassi. Interesting. Yep. Great. Yeah. There you go. So he will be saying a lot of him. I assume he's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Richard Madden. We've talked about him. Too hot. Gonna be very famous. Yeah. Uh, total who? I I now. can't imagine a world where he doesn't become a huge person a huge star right he's a hunk and everyone loves the bodyguard so it's only the beginning billy porter the star of pose uh i still haven't watched pose which is a big fault on my count on my mm-hmm. on my part everyone loves yeah. pose yeah he's the star of pose big deal people love that show and it sort of kind of went under the radar like it was very critically acclaimed but i think the ratings weren't that great um so mm-hmm. this is kind of a big thing for that show he's in terms also of visibility. on the new american horror story Oh, so he's got the he's now got the Ryan. He's got Ryan the Ryan Murphy, Murphy bump. What did he he's do like before? Because he's, he's older. A singer. Yeah, he's a singer. He's older. He's actually on the first Wives Club soundtrack. I forget what song, but he's definitely oh. on it because um, I remember. He's a stage person. He won uh, Tony for Kinky Boots. Uh, mm. So we oh guess yeah, he was, he was he was the original lead in Kinky he's Boots. He's the OG Kinky Boots, and now we've had every um, every singer to ever exist who's been who's in been Kinky, Boots Kinky Boots is now. God, so good for Billy Porter. Sort of like love when an, love when an older actor gets their gets their first like time in the spotlight in terms of awards. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, your girl. And Why? Because I watch Maisel and you don't. <laughs> Never gonna watch this show. And late and it, and I'm getting it's even. Good. I just lost momentum for this show because I was like the second season came back and it won all those Emmys and I was like you know what maybe I should watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But now the backlash is trickling into my feed where it's like people are like 
this show really isn't that good. I know exactly what you're referencing, and that's I'm referencing wrong. like four tweets that I've seen. I love a I love a backlash, and I think Miss Maisel between the first and second season gave a lot of time to backlash. Like it just built up, so you were just like, "Was it that good? I don't really remember. I guess it wasn't that good." But I just finished the second season, and you know what? It's great. Okay, maybe I'll watch it. Alex Borstein, also marvelous, Mrs. Maisel. Yvonne Strahovski is the last one on this list who is the terrible. Does she become good in the second season of Handmaid's Tale? Or does she stay evil? Uh, debatable. Why debatable. would I keep watching The Handmaid's Tale? Debatable. Why? Why does debatable. anyone watch The Handmaid's Tale? I know. Tale? That's your number one. You love that plot. You love that. It's you... misery. Yeah. It's misery. Throughout the evening, we've seen clips from the six nominated films. Now, it's time to find out which one will take home the Golden Globe. Once again, here are the nominees for the motion picture drama. What? I don't open this? I just read it from up there. I know it is. I usually like to get them. Lindsay, do you have someone in your life who is impossible to buy gifts for? Someone. It's like everyone. <laughs> it's, it's everyone because everyone, we're all of age where if you need something, you buy it. The best gifts are the gifts you get that really get in Surprise there. Surprise and they really, They're surprising. They're a little bit of a troll. They're hilarious. Those are the <laughs> gifts you want to get. And they can they contain things that are like good. <laughs> they contain things that are good. We're describing man crates, people. Man crates are a really great gift because they're interactive. They're viral because then you can put the video of you opening up the man crate on Instagram and people will be like, what the hell are you doing? Truly. And then there's good stuff inside the crate like jerky or like a knife making kit. Whiskey or like, appreciation Oh, whiskey box. appreciation. <laughs> so Lindsay and I each got... The exotic meats crate. It opened up and it's like, gender, gender. We knew we were getting it. Imagine if we didn't know that we were getting these gender filled boxes, like that we had to pry open with crowbars. We would have died. Like, it's a perfect troll. You should definitely get your friend a man crate. <laughs> it's a great earnest gift for people you know who will like really love the idea of like celebrating their man manlyhood and masculinity and like being a man. But it's also good for people who think that's hysterical. Buy one and you will get the second one for 25% off when you go to mancrates.com slash who. That's buying one gift and getting the second one for 25% off at mancrates.com slash who. So you were talking about how difficult it is to choose gifts because as you get older, everyone's like over gifts. Yeah. Everyone's like, ugh, like get, I'm over it. Like I don't even care. It's so, so boring. So I, I think that story worth is a good gift option. It's something that will last forever. It's not like a thing that you have to worry about them returning. It's not something they could like buy for themselves like just because they need it. Like, oh, I needed this coffee machine. Mm -hmm. Like it's not special to get that as a um, gift really. StoryWorth basically makes it fun and easy for your mm -hmm. loved ones to share their stories. So you get weekly emailed story prompts questions you've never thought to ask this person and then they like write out the prompts and then they submit it to StoryWorth they get it every single week then at the end of the year the stories turn into a book like a hardcover book that help strengthen family bonds and help people get to know your loved ones their loved ones in a whole new way so it like turns your stories that can easily go are fleeting and that you forget into books that you can share 
It's really cool. I think I'm gonna, I actually think I'm gonna get it for people in my family because it's hard to find a good gift and this is like very special. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash who when you subscribe. That's $20 off by visiting storyworth.com slash who. Shersha Ronan is dating her Mary Queen of Scots co-star Jack Loudon. Speaking of movies that lost buzz, what happened to Mary Queen of Scots? It's getting some bad reviews. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Everyone's like, uh, two movies where royals are maybe lesbians? Well, I'm not interested. <laughs> I pick one. She, she shall. How to pronounce Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> it's actually, it's, so it's Saoirse, but it's easier for Americans and English people to say Saoirse or Sasha. What was the difference? Saoirse is how Irish people say it. And how do Americans say it? Saoirse. That sounds... Kind of the same. Sounds the same. Okay. So Shisha's dating Jack. Jack was in Dunkirk. They're both. I mean, I I like Shersha. I'm, Stop calling her. <laughs> Shersha. That's her name. Sersha. Sersha. I was saying Shersha. I like yeah. Sersha, but there is nothing to say about Sersha. There's nothing to say about I mean, Trisha. this is all there is to say. It's like, Sersha's dating her co-star, some, like, hunky British guy that played her boyfriend or whatever in something something. It's like... Her on-screen husband, Lord Darnley. It's like me talking about Sersha. She's so talented. And then, they like, the I'm, I'm out of things to say. She's so... Yeah. She's so talented. I yeah, love Lady Bird. I have a problem here. I have what? a problem. This has been bugging me for weeks, and I haven't gotten to say oh, it yet. Yeah. I'm finally going to say it. Where the fuck is the love advent calendar? I know. We got a call about it, and it was like where someone called like is it? three or four weeks ago, and all they said was, happy love advent calendar season. And I was like, oh, wow, true. It is love advent calendar season. But nothing has come of so love I... advent calendar season scoured the love advent social media website blah blah i'm like looking for i'm looking for any mention of it i'm looking for like here it comes or like sorry it's late this year or like whatever we're really like getting close it should have already started it's usually for the full month no mention of it at all and now i'm thinking did we do this is it dead did like we do print this? is dead, obviously, but like, did we kill but another? Love Advent was beyond print. Love Advent was like was a, a multimedia movement. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we run out of hot women to do weird stuff? No, because it's always the same women. I know it's true. Like, it's not like <laughs> do we run out of the Hadids stuff? are still going to do this. Kendall's still going to do this. Like, you know, Tiana Taylor's still going to do this. Was there no one free to writher around in the Bucatini, or could they not think of another pasta? Right, I'm so right. confused. Writher. What is it? <laughs> Writhe around. Writhe around. Writhe around. I, uh, I'm concerned. We need it. I think I... in the grand scheme of things, like, the Advent calendar should have already started by now. Like, it's Advent. I mean, once again, like, uh, I, I, I'm a bad Christian. Um, I don't know. I don't know what part of Advent this is, but. It does. Um, I don't think it's, I think the Advent's like that, the the countdown where you take out the candies, but I know love at calendar. Never understood what Advent But I know love's was. always started before. Loves started, like, was really December long. December 1st, yeah. Loves was like the minute, Loves was like after Thanksgiving when you put up the tree. Like love was like ready to go. Yeah, they filmed them in the summer. They're ready to go. Yeah, but what? where? How do we get an answer to this question? Do we contact Love? Do we contact their PR team? If you know the answer to where Love Advent is, if it's where it is, what happened, if they just decide to shut it down without telling their only their fans, me, Bobby, Emily Ratajkowski, tell us. Tell us. 
Daily Mail, I bet, is inquiring about what it. Is, they, it's funny imagining, like, let's say Love goes out of business and and it's like they their office they have to sell everything in their in their office but it's just like all this bucatini like <laughs> tons of bucatini thought, like it's like tiny, in a giant tupperware tiny like, radikowski bikinis that no one can wear tiny radikowski bikinis like gummy like a a weird gummy uh, like two tons of a weird specific gummy candy that like someone was going to like bathe in naked and it's like we we're not going to we're, we're ending up not going to use this i'm sorry they we prepared all, all year sharks. for this. They collected all the weird shit and then they couldn't do the love advent. So they had to go out of business. It is weird because it's very love. It's very love to address this sort of thing. So I'm concerned that they haven't even addressed it. I'm just saying like if they don't do the advent, I will never hear from them again. Like that is I, I didn't hear from them all year. I almost, <laughs> you know, and then the love advent was approaching and it didn't it's happen. Gone. It's gone. Patrick Dempsey adorably plugs his wife's new vibrating face tool. It's literally the least adorable thing I've ever seen in my life, but that's fine. Us Weekly. You can say that. When he sings, he's like, he's like, good vibrations, good vibrations. Never forget, this is the woman, remember they like, we're going to get a divorce. He cheated on her. Mm -hmm. It was like this whole terrible thing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, she sells vibrating face gold sculpting bars, she calls them, for $200. Yeah, so it's sort of like, it's like, what if a jade roller, which is typically very cheap, what if a jade roller were... Gold, expensive. gold and expensive, yeah, and vibrating and vibrating. So it's it's a scam. It's a scam, so, right? So I think in the you know he went he uh, she took him back, but then she also was like, you have to sell my gold vibrating bar on Instagram. And he was like, so fine, he, fine, 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 fine. He did a video, um, which I'll play right here. Uh, my daily routine. Thank God for my wife's newly launched Japanese gold facial bar for men and women. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Oh. What a scrumptious way to begin the day. Mm, all those lines. 70's the new 30. Mm. He's, he's not 70. Uh, no, he's not 70. He's like 52 or something. <laughs> Anyways, it's some like, it's some real bad spawn. <laughs> Honestly, real bad it, spawn. It's, it, would, it would really tickle me if... Tickle me? If she... What's her What's her name? Like Jul- Julian Jillian Dempsey. Jillian Dempsey. Jillian. It would really tickle me if Jillian Dempsey knew this was complete bullshit and just wanted to do something humiliating with his money. To her like, husband, yeah. Was just like, she- she's like, oh, you cheated on me. You're gonna spend ten million dollars on a vibrating gold face tuner thingy that, like, I'm definitely not gonna sell out of, and then we're gonna have all this extra inventory, and you're gonna have to hawk it on Instagram. Like, have fun with this embarrassing new entrepreneurial side of myself. I believe it. Yeah. Like, if she had no intention of building a successful business, just wanted to make the most, like, humiliating, like, Hollywood uh, spouse business. I believe but it. Whatever. I love it. It's Humiliate your spouse by making them sell your bullshit. On it's one hundred and ninety-five dollars. We had our first notes app apology of the season for the Bachelor season. We mm-hmm. not our first notes app. We've had many notes. The season app hasn't apologies. even premiered yet, has it? Yeah, but we already had our first notes yeah, app great. apology, which I love. Like the show is not even on yet, it's and a, we're already like apologizing. It's a carousel apology, which is good. It's like two incredible. Yeah, it's two Incredible. screenshots. 
So one of the um, they were they released who the contestants were, some of the the women who were vying for the love of Colton Underwood or whatever his name is. And already one of the women who are only identified by face, name, and age and job was found out via Twitter, uh, tweeted some very rude things. My favorite thing she tweeted, which is rude but not like offensive, I just loved it, was, do people really think they're finding love on reality TV or am I just the idiot that watches it? Yeah, and then she ended up being that idiot. Amazing. Tracy, don't worry. Five years later, you'll be on reality TV and you'll be maybe kicked off for yeah, having Yeah, but she like, she like body shamed. She did a she, lot of, these she did a lot bad. of terrible things. But these are uh, bad once tweets. again, the moment you think you're about to become famous or you think the, the, the spotlight is about to be turned on you, however minor of a spotlight it is, delete all your tweets. Push delete the them all. Delete, delete them all. Delete them all. Because it's like, it's very, very easy to like search tweets that exist yeah it's not it's it's a little bit harder to find tweets that have been deleted it's not impossible and and that can definitely happen if you have a big enough like somebody will come find your tweets if if they if they really want to but it's so much easier to find them when they still exist if you just delete them and it's easier to it's easier to claim like i don't remember like it's easier to discount them when all they have is screenshots and not the actual like urls so now so yeah she has this she posted the notes app apology on her instagram which has 2000 followers she uh, apologized (laughs) blah 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 it's been many years since writing those tweets i've made a conscious effort not to be judgmental and accepting of all people blah 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 which is sort of which is what you should say when that happens they already uh filmed this so she's not going anywhere yeah you know pretty sure she didn't win though do we need to talk about Alan Burstyn and Alexis Wren. No, I just thought this was funny because these two, we avoided talking about the entirety of Dancing with the Stars, their season. But then because they did like they became like a fake couple while they were on the show. And Mm -hmm. then literally they did not win. And then they now they're they're they broke up. Because it was fake. It was always fake. Because it was because it was so obviously like a showmance or like to get promotion to like vote them, but it failed. Is what I'm saying. Showmance is such a good word. Oh, it's such a good showmance. This is like a live showmance. They had this plan. I'm saying it's the greatest showmance. Okay, fuck. Charlie Arnold. (laughs) This is the greatest showmance. What's next? Oh, um, Mm. mm, you're like I don't want to do this. Ramona ate someone's face. Amazing. I will say this wouldn't have mattered unless there wasn't out. such a good photo, though. But like this wouldn't matter unless this photo existed. There is an incredible photo, which you should go Google, of Ramona from The Real Housewives of New York sucking face with an older gentleman. It's her ex-husband. I, it's not her ex-husband. Oh, it's, it's Aviva Dresher's It's a different housewife's ex-husband. I don't know the housewives. But Ugh. that's the thing. It's like I saw this and I was like, this is a funny photo, lol. But I didn't recognize him. So it turns uh-huh. out she's making out voraciously literally right in front of a tmz camera like could they're probably they probably like posed for this yeah oh my god their um, mouths i mean their mouths are both wide open i mean it's like two yeah. wide open spaces <laughs> talk about a room to make a big mistake am i right She's making out with Real Housewives of New York alum Aviva Drescher's ex-husband, Harry Dubin. Harry Dubin has also dated Sonia Morgan and Luann DeLesseps, who are two other Real Housewives women. So basically this like Harry Dubin is just like making the rounds. This quote from Aviva, this quote from Aviva is really, really good. Yeah. I didn't mind being the first to kiss Harry, but I'm glad I'm not the last. (laughs) (laughs) That's very Ray J, the Ray J quote about Kim. Anyways. 
And then Lindsay added this right, you know, in the under the wire. This is a page six. This is the most page six thing I've ever seen, though. Pharrell, Lindsay and I were both like reading this at the same time, and then Lindsay was texting it to me. Pharrell did a concert, but throughout the entire show, he was <laughs> he was thanking American <laughs> Express. Okay, but not just like once, like incessantly so that people were like noticing and complaining. A spy says, this is an amazing concert. I kept thinking, this is an amazing concert, but how many times is he contractually obligated to thank Amex? By the end, people were sort of laughing when he mentioned them. It was that much. Because he is... (laughs) He's the Amex creative director, whatever that means. But I have to say, I searched this on on Twitter to see if people were actually saying that. Or just, no, no, just like, like you'd think like people were saying, like, wouldn't people be tweeting it too? Or like commenting well it depends on what kind of it depends on what kind of event it was like it could have been a really exclusive event with like boring old people who don't tweet you know sure that's true but some part of me feels like one person thought this and page six like took it as a Mm -hmm. as a tip and didn't really like obviously didn't like put in the work i mean there's like maybe two words in this entire article and it also sort of promotes the article promotes american express right and it's unsurprising to say that like Pharrell would feel more comfortable so shamelessly hawking a brand if he knew that it wouldn't get out. Like, if he knew that it wasn't, like, a viral moment. If he well, knew it wasn't like, some, like, iHeartRadio event, you know? Right after that quote you said, it says, Amex partnered with Pharrell on his yellow ball, giving $1 million to a program to keep arts education in schools. So then it's like, then the charity rolls in. So we're, like, lolling about him talking about Amex nonstop. But then, like, then I'm like, oh, well, I guess it's good. Well, like, it was at a charity, so we can't really yeah. get mad. But it's really funny that his... His role in being creative director of American Express was making a platinum card that was yellow. Yeah, and I thought he designed we were done. it, and it's just a platinum card that's I yellow. I thought we were done with like celebrities doing like bad creative director job, like taking creative director jobs. Remember for Alicia Keys is what was her BlackBerry? Who, what did yeah BlackBerry creative director? Yes, <laughs> and then she was spotted using an iPhone. Didn't Justin Timberlake also do? People always sort of- do that. People always do that. Wasn't Fergie also creative director for something? See, this is always happening. There's all these creative directors. Well, Fergie was the creative director for the MTA. <laughs> I love the subway. <laughs> we're taking the we're taking the subway from 61st Street to, to uh, Cipriani Wall Street. Cipriani <laughs> Wall Street. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that. Hey, what's up? So we're taking the subway because a tropical storm hit New York. This game is called Gossip Cop Cop, meaning you're the cop for the gossip cop. Got it. If you're if you're not familiar with the gossip cop, it is a website that like it prides itself on like thoroughly debunking um celebrity gossip, but everything from like high up to mundane. I mean, these this guy, he runs yes. the gamut, right? And he puts in the work. So yes. the funniest thing about the gossip cop is when he's debunking these bad rumors, like it's even funnier than the rumor itself. Mm-hmm. You know, because some things are just absurd and you don't need to say they're absurd, but the gossip cop always has to say how and why things are absurd. So what I'm gonna do, every single gossip cop rumor that he talks about is not true. Like he has that, he has that um that that true false rating thing with the green and the red but it's never on green okay. have you ever yeah. seen it on green it's rare i mean yes i've seen it on green but it's rarely it's, rare. it's rare it's always like jennifer anson is a nice person like true <laughs> okay. whatever so the game is is i'm gonna read you four different headlines and you're gonna tell me which is the true one that he is refuting okay Do you know what i mean yeah i get it right Okay, and then I'm gonna read you some, and then I'm gonna read you a little bit of the about the refuting because it's kind of funny to hear like wh- what the fuck is the gossip cop okay. even talking about? Okay. Okay. So the first one is Johnny Depp did not 
damaged brain by eating too many shrimp, despite reports. Johnny Depp did not damage brain in boiling 1,000-degree sauna, despite reports. Johnny Depp did not damage brain by, ri by riding too many roller coasters, despite reports. Johnny Depp did not damage brain by smoking a jewel all day long, despite reports. It's the sauna one. You knew that already. No, I didn't. Gossip Cop investigated and found that saunas are good for one's brain. A 2016 study showed how saunas could actually reduce a in a dramatic manner the risk of Alzheimer's and various forms of dementia. Additionally, Depp's longtime rep felt the site's premise and the actor having brain damage from using saunas was, quote, absurd. I didn't pull out all the text, but the Gossip Cop fully went into saunas. They were like, they talked about like how saunas worked and like the entire thing. And they also were like, a sauna could never be a thousand degrees. Like, this is absurd. <laughs> I was like losing my mind. I love saunas. Anyways, anyways, that you got that right. Good job. Okay, here's the next one. Courtney Cox obsessed with Arby's. Courtney Cox obsessed with Olympic curling. Courtney Cox obsessed with tarot cards. Courtney Cox obsessed with the Real Housewives of New Jersey. One of these is real. Is it Arby's? No, it's tarot cards. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it sounds like it might be Arby's. Ready for this? Yes. Curiously, for somebody who's supposedly so obsessed with tarot cards, there are no stories about <laughs> their tying Cox to the use of them or her ever discussing them. A skeptic might argue the article's claim about the actress relying on them is made up. Among other clues is that the tabloid doesn't mention who some of these, quote, friends are who purportedly fear she's gone overboard with the cards, nor does it name her, quote, guru or any specific decisions she's made because of the cards. Gossip Cop, however, has one mutual friend with Cox who assures us the entire premise is ridiculous. God, okay. I love okay, Gossip, Gossip Cop. Cop. Okay. Next one. Harry Styles is not writing a children's book. Harry Styles is not writing a novel. Harry Styles is not writing a cookbook. Harry Styles is not writing a memoir. Harry Styles is not writing a cookbook. That's correct. <gasps> Gossip Cop checked in with a reliable source close to Styles who tells us on the condition of an anonymity that he has no plans to write a cookbook. <laughs> The unreliable outlet likely came up with this premise because the musician has worked had worked at a bakery in his younger years. It's also possible this narrative was invented because Styles briefly dated chef and food blogger Tess Ward in 2017. I remember that. I love when they like figure out why they said it. Like that's incredible. Okay. This one I only could think of three, but whatever. One of them is real. Blake Shelton Gwen Stefani joined Mile High Club. Blake Shelton Gwen Stefani went skinny dipping in neighbor's pool. Blake Shelton Gwen Stefani got frisky in homes they're looking to buy. Uh, uh. I'm gonna barf at all of these headlines. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is a, like the most believable rumor about them? I think it would be like like went skinny dipping in a neighbor's pool. No, it is got frisky in homes they're wanting to buy. Ew, like but in Oklahoma? The couple did head to the Hidden Hills to shop for homes, and they most assuredly did not get frisky or make out in these purported properties to make sure they had the right vibe. As opposed to the often discredited tabloid's unnamed source, Stefani's rep, speaking on behalf of the singer, went on the record with Gossip Cop to debunk this wrong re realty report. We're told in no uncertain terms the story is not true. God, I love it. Gossip it's Cop just emailing. Fun. Just Gossip Cop. We've talked about this so many times in the past, but it's just so, it's like fundamentally flawed because they base all of their debunking on publicists and publicists are the it. biggest liars. It's so It's stupid. true, but it's just so funny that like, that, whatever, I love, I love Gossip Cop. Okay. Jennifer Aniston, not pregnant, despite report. Jennifer Aniston, not back with Brad Pitt, despite report. Jennifer Aniston, not launching designer denim line, despite report. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, not eating cereal for every meal, despite report. Wait. I love the last two. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of them I made up. 
designer <laughs> denim. Yeah, that's correct. She's not launching a designer oh denim line to say. God. Wait, this is amazing. Well, it's true that Jennifer Aniston does look fabulous in jeans and a variety of <laughs> other clothes. <laughs> Everything else in this article is fiction. Notably, Radar, Radar Online doesn't mention anything about who promised the actress she'll become a billionaire from her denim collection or even who's funding the label. Nor does the outlet reveal anything about where the jeans will supposedly be manufactured or sold. And the reason for the lack of those details and many others is that even though it's easy for the site to make up claims, it's nearly impossible for the, to back up those falsehoods. I just wow. love, Damn. it's like, it's like who fucking cares if she start launching a jean line? <laughs> Um, Jesse J dumping Channing Tatum for Henry Cavill. Jesse J dumping Channing Tatum for Ruby Rose. Oh. Jesse J dumping Channing Tatum for Cara Delevingne. Jesse J dumping Channing Tatum for Elijah Wood. Ruby Rose. Yes. <gasps> really? Did you know that was a rumor? No, I just I figured that it would probably be like about a woman, and I Ruby mean, Rose is also like in the headlines, so why not? And so. Gossip Cop, of course, dug into Jesse J's bisexual past and said, it should be noted Jesse J has in fact dated women in the past, but the singer denies being bisexual in a series of tweets in 2014. Addressing her sexuality on Twitter, Jesse J described her experience dating girls as a phase. She added, some people grow up dating both men and women forever, and that's okay, and some don't. Simple. Wow. An actual icon. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian have refrigerator that speaks Spanish. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian have an entirely gold-plated bed. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have a 10-person shower. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian have adjoining toilet seats. (laughs) Adjoining toilet seats. That's true. This is great. At the so time, they don't. Gossip- so they don't have adjoining toilet seats. No, they don't. At the time, Gossip Cop looked into the report, and a Kardashian confidant who wouldn't dignify the story with an on-the-record comment assured us the entire Chris. detail about the Kardashian West getting side-by-side toilet seats was a hundred percent false. Jesus. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, object of President Trump's affection. Jennifer mm-hmm. Aniston, object of Kim Jong-un's affection. Jennifer <laughs> Aniston, object of Vladimir Putin- Putin's affection. Jennifer Aniston, object of Bill Clinton's affection. Vladimir Putin. No, it's Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Where did this rumor come from? They said, somebody said that they were going to kidnap her or something. <laughs> oh, my God. The outlet supposed, supposed insider added that after the plan to grab Aniston and make her his wife fell apart, there was a mass as executions in the capital city. And it's believed that the killings were directly related to the foiled mission involving Friends actress. And while there was no reason to doubt such a sound and well-reported story, Gossip Cop still checked in with CIA, checked in with the CIA spokesperson who burst out to, uh, into laughter when hearing the tale. Who? <laughs> They called someone at the CIA. Gossip Cop called the CIA, and the CIA not only picked up the phone, listened to the story, and then laughed. That's amazing. Well, last one. Ben Affleck getting flirty with co-star Janina Gavankar. Ben Affleck getting flirty with co-star Joe Manganiello. Ben Affleck getting flirty with co-star Gal Gadot. Ben Affleck getting flirty with co-star Amy Adams. You're going to scream. Ben Affleck getting... Amy Adams. No, it's Janina Janina Gavankar? They're starring in a movie together, and there were rumors of them getting flirty on set. Oh my god, I hope those rumors are true, but I guess Gossip Cop is telling us that they're not. It's reported by Women's Day, and Gossip Cop says... Oh, Women's Day. um, Big liars. Big liars. Meanwhile, Gossip Cop frequently busts Women's Day for making up a phony stories about the movie star's love life. Earlier this month, we called out the tabloid for falsely claiming that Affleck was dating another mystery blonde, in addition to Sexton. The magazine's latest article makes no mention of what happened to the so-called mystery blonde he was supposedly dating a few weeks ago. That's because there is no truth to the article, and the same goes for the latest one. That's Gossip Cop Cop. I love Gossip Cop Cop. That's a good game. It's a fun game, game. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? 
She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? All right, what's Rita up to? What's Rita up to? Oh, we have to review songs. Oh, no. What's Rita up to? Only Want You and Your Song. Both good. Wow, both good. <laughs> Two bops. Two bops. Well, Your Song is a song that, like, started this entire bum, thing. Bum, bum, bum. It came out eight years ago. <laughs> it came out eight years ago. It started doesn't this it era. Like, it doesn't feel like forever it really that does. these songs were It was out. written by Ed Sheeran. Um, oh, yeah, we were like, oh, you know Ed Sheeran why? gave her a song. And you know why it's... You can tell it's written by Ed Sheeran because it has, like, the most, like unsexy descriptions of sexual acts it's like fucking on your friend's bed we made love right here on your best friend's couch and then we made love right there on your best friend's couch that's the most ed sheeran line that's ever been ed sheeran other than lines that he's sang before yeah so we got your song which is you know still still slaps as as whatever why am i saying slaps suddenly everyone was like getting on me for saying saying postal service still slaps Everyone was getting your on song me. is sure, still sure. good. Karaoke did like not two weeks ago. Great. Only want you is good. Only want you is really good, actually. I love only want you. I actually woke up with only want you in my head a few weeks ago or whatever. A few whatever. I don't want somebody like you. Yeah, it's catchy. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's catchy. It's, it's in her range. She sounds mm, really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it. It's simple. I mean, it's not like it's not a complicated song. It's a simple song. I would say it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. too. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Ooh, this song was also written by Andrew Watt, who's going to come mm-hmm. up again in a second because mm-hmm. they were spotted together. Um, so basically, what's next? Rita wore some stuff. She wore some weird stuff. She wore a half and half look that looked very Beetlejuicy to me. It did look Beetlejuicy, yeah. And then she also wore the most weird but like interesting thing to. That's a she very. She wore yeah. a look, I got to say, to the Jingle Bell Ball capital fm's jingle bell ball it's a dress that looks like it's been scribbled on and the tights look like they've been scribbled on and then that's it's like the... one of those things that's like it sounds good in theory but then you see it and you're like mm, maybe we should right. let that in our brains i'm like conceptually interesting but then like i'm looking at it and i'm like me you know yeah, no not my favorite I mean, it looks like look. it looks like we crossed out a story about her in the dock <laughs> Like, let's not out. talk about this. Let's not talk about this dress. Speaking of Andrew Watt, Rita Ora and Andrew Watt were spotted together. Mm-hmm. And we just um, said that we thought they were over, but I guess they're not over. Amid rumors that she's not Andrew dating Andrew. I'm she's just sorry. Not. Where's Gossip Cop on these rumors? Can yeah. someone call Gossip Cop and get him to look into that? Because there's no way that's true. That's a zero. He's, that's a zero. He's too busy calling the fucking CIA. Meanwhile, we're <laughs> over here like, can you please check in about this? We actually care about this. Yeah, for real. And then she was on the cover of the Times of London wow. because so many people sent us this, but it it really is funny to see it in print. Like the tweet itself was funny where it was like, from Rita Ora to the Beatles, these are the best albums of 2018. That's a funny from, tweet. From Rita That's Ora funny. to the Beatles. But to see it, she was on the cover of like, I guess their culture section, their weekend culture section saying albums of the year 2018 and there's Rita. From Rita Ora to the Beatles. That's like me in college. Somebody asked me what music I like. I'm like, Rita Ora and the Beatles. <laughs> like, I can't think of a second one. <laughs> Something new and then say the Beatles just like, to sound Rita like Ora I like music. And the Beatles. From, I love everything. From Rita Ora to the Beatles. <laughs> what what bands do you like, Bobby? Well, Death Cab for Cutie and the Beatles. <laughs> everything from Death Cab to Cutie to the Beatles. Um, I love it. From Rita Ora to the Beatles is the most British thing I've ever heard said also. It's like, 
add that to like spot of tea and like all the other British things that you say to mouth British people, I gotta say from Rita Ora to the Beatles is like the one. What are other British what are other British sayings? I said spot of tea. Yeah, I guess. Like Cheerio mate or whatever. I feel like there's like in the Rick Steves guide to to <laughs> London, it's like if you hear someone say from Rita Ora to the Beatles, that means they're talking about music. <laughs> if if a British person asks you what your what kind of music you like, mention Rita Ora and or the Beatles. Just say I love everything from Rita Ora to the Beatles. If you hear someone talking about Rita Ora, the Beatles Ora, release that means music. music this year. What is ta- what are they talking about? I'm not gonna find out. I don't care. The Beatles, the Beatles are suck. broken up. The Beatles are dead. They're literally all dead. They're not all dead. Well, yeah, don't like say two that. of them are alive. Two of them are okay, alive. Relax. And also, they did not. The Beatles did not release an album this year. Do not play this on me, England. What was the like this horrible? Is, like this is a joke. This is a joke cover to fool Americans. <laughs> it's they think the onion. we think the Beatles are still together. <laughs> it's the Onion. It's so rude. So, oh my God! Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Please follow us on um, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Call in at six one nine Who Them if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. <laughs> Um, go to whoweekly.us to buy tickets to our live show and again visit us on patreon.com slash whoweekly to support us on Patreon and get like free stuff like not free stuff you'll pay for stuff get newsletters <laughs> weekly newsletters and extra episodes and other fun stuff half of this episode will be in the extra episode half I'll of this episode that. is gonna be in the extra episode you're not gonna hear this unless you pay and I think we're done here right oh we better be done okay bye everyone um, from Rita Ora to the Beatles we're done you will say that Famous.